Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 315. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are two of the most handsome men in the world, Tony T.O., Tony Ortiz, and Jeff The Riz Briston. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Very good to be with you. With 315, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're just clocking them up, man. It's like a gas pump over here. <laughs> In 2008 or 9, whatever that was. You know, you know. All right, look, we got a good show today. There's a lot to talk about. I uh, got a really, really good call. Some of the uh, one in, and we normally don't do them on this on this show, but this is a good one to t- tee up some important information. Uh, we're going to talk about the Titans preview. We'll do an injury report, game predictions, a whole lot more. Got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, brother? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. quicker than normal announcements first check us out help us out on the patreon special thanks to dylan from that place named he's from guam that's right <laughs> quartz of very first donor mathis and brian brookheiser from i prevail i prevail band.com check them out they're awesome and everybody else is awesome that comes over to patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast you set up a donation as little as a dollar a month helps the show out helps us do our thing uh, our travel, our server costs, all the other things that we do. Uh, and you get access to the most wonderful and intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. I say so many things sarcastically that people don't know whether to believe me, but it absolutely is an amazing place to hang out yep. and talk. Uh, you get access to that as little as a dollar a month. Of course, you can donate more. I mean, we'll take every penny you got, Frank, frankly. But, I mean, a dollar gets you in. That's good <laughs> enough. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get yourself set up and help us out and take advantage of that awesome chat. Check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see the Riz with Uh-oh. no pants. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Crap. Blown right off. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast and youtube.com slash DLP Clips. Both of those going on. DLP Clips, we've got some ideas. Sam and came up with some really, really good ideas of stuff we're going to build and throw together here over the course in a little bit. Today's my first day off till the 11th of January, so we've got some time to build a lot of great stuff here, a lot of great content for you wow. guys. Yeah, nuts. I know. Congrats. That's why I want to get the show over, man. i got to get the party off. <laughs> <laughs> Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, all those places where if you do give us those five-star reviews, those bad boys are forever, and they mean... So, so much. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And we're talking about the Lions and the Titans. I'm going to get a little bit of history here because there is some history between these teams. And uh, it's, it's an interesting little... Well, it'll unfold in an interesting way, I promise. <laughs> the teams have met 12 times total. Uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. leads the series with the Lions, nine wins, three losses. But actually, Tennessee is 5-0. and oh. <laughs> It was Houston who took the four losses. Everything, so, everything so happens in Houston. So we've never beaten Tennessee. Never nope. beaten. No. Hi. Here's our chance this week. Uh. <laughs> Okay, okay, maybe, maybe. Wow. We'll see. Maybe next time. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, the first game was against Houston in 1971. We beat them. We beat them like they needed it. And uh, first game against Tennessee. Well, we know who won. That was in 2001. Total points between the teams. Titans have done 305. And the Lions have scored a woeful 265. It's a significant 40 points less in those games. Um Titans memories. I wanted. To, I want to talk about this because I have one that's forever etched in my mind. I don't know if you guys. It's not. A, a, you know. It's not a real um, barn burner of a matchup. Obviously, it's not, the memories are probably fewer than say Michigan, Michigan State, or Michigan Ohio State kind of stuff. But um, it, the first time that I knew that Eric Ebron was a perfect fit for the Lions was against Tennessee, and it, it's it's weird because 
Tony probably doesn't. He wasn't around. He didn't hear this story. When we drafted Ebron, um, I made a sound, and my wife was like, "She made snacks." My son was, you know, young. We were he, he was getting into football, going to watch the draft and anything for the first time. And I made a sound that's pretty much reserved for dying animals in the wilderness <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we drafted uh, Ebron. So I, I was, it was not my favorite pick. I'll say. Um, and like it's forever etched in her mind. Like it was one of those moments she'll never, <laughs> never forget. Um, Ebron was we were playing Tennessee, and Eric uh, had a ball come to him, and he just broke and got separation, like like nothing from uh, from the coverage. And they threw the flag for offensive pass interference, and he was like two and a half yards away from any defender. There was literally nothing that happened. Oh, do you remember I, that? I, yes, I do. I don't remember that. Oh my gosh. It was, I, it, it broke me. And I knew, I knew right then Eric Ebron is a Detroit lion. He's a perfect fit for this team. <laughs> um, Riz, you might want to bump your mic if you can just a little bit, my brother. I will try. Hi, Alex. Why? Nice to, nice to talk. Uh, nice to see you there. Okay. So how about you guys? Have you had, uh, any significant, uh, memories of the Titans games over the years? I'll let Tony go first. While I put one mic. I saw the last time the Lions actually beat the organization, the Titans slash Oilers organization. Mm-hmm. 1995, they played at the Astrodome. Wayne Fonts was the coach, and I'm trying to remember who the quarterback was. Love me some Wayne Fonts. But I remember that game because it was I was working at the time at, at KTRH in Houston, and I desperately wanted to cover that game because it was Detroit. It was the old hometown. I knew the guys who were calling the game. At that point, it was Mark Champion and Jim Brandstatter, and I wanted to catch up with them and see what they were doing. So I do remember being at that game and watching that and then going home and watching the highlights on NFL primetime back in the good old days. So I do at least remember that win, the last time the Lions beat the Titans slash Oilers organization that was at the Astrodome. Wow. Oh, the Astrodome even. That's that's like you get the whole ball of wax wound up in that one. So Tony will know you this. Know we'll, we'll, we'll take a little uh, diversion down Houston here, but seeing the Astrodome sure. and how it's advertised as the eighth wonder of the world and everything, <laughs> and then you see the tech, the Texan Stadium next to it, and the it, it looks like a high school dome. It it, it's crazy to me. The first time I saw that juxtaposition, I'm like, you know, the, the, you hear about the Astrodome as being this this wonderful place, and then it's so freaking small. <laughs> the funny thing is, the first time I walked in there, I was covering an Astros game for the first assignment that I had down there, and I remember walking in there going, this is the Astrodome, all the memories and all the history that took place in this building. And like you said, when I saw Reliant Stadium, it's like, Whoa, Whoa. that's yeah. really small. <laughs> I never realized crazy. it. Before. It's crazy how small of the footprint it is, too. It's it's so it's is, completely dwarfed by it. Is it is it similar to Tropicana Field where we go for Shrine Bowl? It's smaller than that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because that one always strikes me as super small, right? Inside and out. <laughs> Interesting. That, that place is a dump. It needs to be condemned. <laughs> Come on. You I agree dogs. with you. You got those hot dogs, those other things. You could, you oh, could, I'm, I'm not missing the Shrine Dog hot dogs that were already cooked for this year last year. <laughs> hammer nail in with those buns. <laughs> wow. The I'm nacho cheese sauce is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this much. The Astrodome did have some spectacular hot dogs. They were good. There you go. There you go. They were real good. All right. Well, let's move in. We got a phone call, and I think this is a really, really good uh, salient phone call right now. Um it, this week, again, I got all this time off, but this last week was crazy to get everything done, hand it off, get people you know headed in the right direction while I'm gone. I'm uh, I'm like, okay, I didn't get to look at the news. I mean, I literally, 6.30 in the morning till 2 in the morning, just every day, working, 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 grind it out. So I didn't get to pay attention to the, to the news this week. And I was going to ask you guys offline, but this came in. I thought this would just be a really, really good opportunity. Let me let me pop this phone call on and we'll, uh, we'll get going from there. Hey guys, this is Steve from Kentucky. I have a quick question for you about the general manager uh, position. Now, I, I'm wondering, I want to get your thoughts on this. If the Lions have decided that they would definitely like an experienced GM, what are the chances of them going ahead and wrapping up? Because most of the experienced GMs are available right now. Um, if they're not going to be available, they're already, I mean, everybody else is already employed. So um, what are the chances if they go ahead and wrap up the GM search in season? 
that way they they kind of get a jump on anybody else who's wanting to um, interview these guys, and they'll be in a little bit of a better situation for looking for a head coach once the season ends. Just curious about that, um, or if you think that's a mistake and they should wait and interview some of the guys who would be um, first-time GMs. Because let's face it, anybody they wait to interview after the season's over is likely would be a first-time GM. So give me your thoughts on that. You guys take care. Keep up the good work. All right. I thought it was a good question, and I thought it would help get me question. up to speed. First off, did we interview Dimitrov this week? Was it this week? Next week. Next, he will be next week. We interviewed right. actually Lewis Riddick. Um, from what I understand, right. from a, a certain limo driver just left the building. So <laughs> everybody's favorite limo driver. <laughs> All right, Tony. What what happened this week? Who who have we seen so far? Well, there were the three in house candidates we talked about last week, plus Lewis Riddick today. Next week will be Rick Smith, the former Houston Texans GM, Scott Pioli, the former Patriots GM and Chiefs GM, and then the aforementioned. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov, the former Atlanta Falcons GM. So that brings it up to seven. In part, and Riz, I hope you agree with this as far as answering the question, we found out that the Lions only interviewed three candidates the last time they were looking for a GM. I think this time around, right, exactly. This time around, they are going to do their due diligence, which means they're going to talk to people who aren't working, but they also are going to talk to people who are right now tied up with organizations. So this thing is going to go on. In fact, Rod Wood said uh, during the Chris Spielman press conference that they're going to wait six weeks. This whole process is going to take six weeks or so to completely play out. So they're not just looking at guys who aren't working right now. They're also going to look at people inside organizations who are working right now that they won't be able to talk to until after the regular season is done. And the, the six-week time frame takes you to the end of the championship weekend in, in the playoffs, which is not coincidental uh, when Rod Wood said that. Um, that means that teams that are in the Super Bowl, even then, assuming they still have the gap and they don't bubble up or everything, it doesn't sound like they will, you have the ability to interview player um, staffers from the Super Bowl teams in that first week. Uh, so that, that, that pretty much leaves it open. Uh, you're right, Tony. The fact that they're interviewing all these people now, I love it. It's great. They're showing it. They're already showing a broader base. They're showing that they learned from their mistakes last time and basically – my impression of it now, um, and I kind of got this then, but it's been reinforced quite a bit in the last week and a half or so, mm-hmm. was that they basically were like, hey, Ernie Accorsi, who do you want? Okay, cool. We'll hire him. Yep. <laughs> um, that's not the way to conduct a search. And uh, I supported Ernie Accorsi at the time. I, I had known him from, from his days in Cleveland being the general manager. Um, he obviously did a lot of great things. One of the great things that he did not do was the coaching search in Detroit. <laughs> he zeroed in on Bob Quinn. Um, and, and again, of course, he was a Patriots guy. He is the he was the guy who hired Belichick in Cleveland. Right. Um, so he had ties going way back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that, uh, that's uh, yeah. it was a very short sighted search in, in 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 retrospect. We didn't really know it at the time. And I think uh, I think the fact that, oh, my God, we got a new owner here. You know, we got this new president in. He says he doesn't know football. So they're, they're turning it over to this this very well respected guy that the league, you know, offered them. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect, it was it wound up being terrible. Um, the entire process and the result wound up being terrible. We didn't know that at the time. I think we have a better idea of that now. More importantly, I think Rod Wood and Sheila Ford Hamp know that now, and they've Beware. learned from it. Beware of Goodell's bearing gifts. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things that <laughs> one of the things to to really think about, and I think we didn't think about this. Nobody really thought about it. This was the consensus best pick, right? This is this is everything. Oh my gosh, we've got the greatest football mind available right now in Bob Quinn. We've got the greatest football mind in in, in uh, Matt Patricia. I was going to call him Pat Patricia. Uh, <laughs> We, we 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 did really, really everybody you know it was generally on board with that idea. The one mm-hmm. thing we didn't take into account, and this is what's so key when hiring, is organizational fit. And as we go back and think about it, one of the things that I think we see with Matt Patricia as a coach and why that alienation happened with the team was he came in number one. I know I've won. I'm a winner. I've done this. We're going to be fine. Number two. You guys aren't tough enough. You aren't. You need discipline. You lack heart. You lack all these things. And I think those, you know, those aren't the things that the team was missing. And organizationally, he didn't fit. And that's why this whole thing went the way it did. I think, and and I think 
his assessment of what the organization was, not having that organizational knowledge made him act in that way. And then him acting that way is in, was inauthentic too, which is why you could see him switch so much from one season to the next because you never really saw the real Matt Patricia. I like to think we saw the real Matt Patricia at Senior Bowl, Riz, when we talked to him because he seemed – I agree just, with there that. There seemed nothing – you know, no airs, no anything about it there. But the, the damage had been done uh, at the, by that point, and I think yeah. in the locker room he was a little bit different. But that organizational knowledge. So now you have Spielman. You know, Barry I think is a little bit of a uh, – a uh, sort of um, more of a fan I think, presence. Than I, think a, he, I think he's window dressing for yeah, the fans. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's a welcome addition, by for the way. Sure. They needed yeah, that. Sure, for they sure. absolutely need that. But you get Spielman, who's part of it, who knows football. He's got some real strong knowledge. Yeah, taking on a really good role that fits him. Right. He knows the organization. He knows what a fit is going to be for this organization, for ownership, Correct. for the players across the board. So I think he has a lot to offer. Uh, offer in, in, in this search. And I think it's really, really smart to have these different minds who have this organizational perspective and knowledge and understanding, but also have different areas of expertise so they can line up on those things. <laughs> nice Ohio State jersey. Nice. Here's the other thing I like about what they did with Spielman and Sanders. And you're right, maybe Barry is a bit of window dressing, but here's what I like. The last couple of years, and Riz, I hope you agree with me on this. The last couple of years, it seems like that the organization has not embraced its former players. It seems like some former players felt like they were estranged from the Lions. Not just a guy like Calvin Johnson, but you could see a number of players, former players, who didn't feel like they were welcomed within the organization. I think the fact that you bring back a Spielman and you bring in a Barry Sanders for this search, I think that proves, hey, you know what, come on back. You know, we're we'll embrace you once again. And I think that's something the Lions have desperately needed the last couple of years to be embraced by some of the older players or to embrace some of the older players that have played with this. Team. Absolutely. And Barry coming back is a big part of that. There's still a I'm 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 quite honestly amazed that people care as much about Calvin's money situation as they do. I don't really get that, but but it is a big issue for people. And I'm not gonna begrudge them that. Sure. But uh that that that's that's something that I think the Spielman move um, and, and for those of you who aren't watching, I just put on a Chris Spielman, Ohio State jersey. Yes. He is my football hero. Um, and uh, I've had the pleasure to interview him and meet him. And it was um, I'm not starstruck often. I'm really not. Um, the first time I, I met him and shook his hand, I'm like, I, oh, my this is Chris Spielman. <laughs> I mean, was, um, growing up in Northeast Ohio, he's 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 royalty. Um, and, and so that was I, I love it. I love the fact that he. He came in and he said the exact things that he needed to say in his in, in his entrance press conference. I thought that was brilliant. The fact that he is not going to be the GM. He knows right. that he can't be the GM. I think that takes all the pressure off. It's not going to be a situation where, oh, this guy's hiring me. He's going to take my job two years from now when I fail. Right. I didn't get that impression at all from Spielman. And I, I, from knowing him and knowing the way that he operates, Nobody's going to think that with Chris Spielman. Well, they, they might, they might with other people, but not right, not not Chris. That's such such a great point, Riz, because he's not even going in five years. He's not gunning for that job as as VP of Football Ops. That's the perfect fit for him. That really, it really, really is. is. And I and I think that it's titled a little bit differently, but effectively, that's that's what right. It is, he, right? So and he is doing the uh, what, what we did. We had this discussion in the most intelligent Slack on earth. He is doing the job that everybody thinks that Rod Wood should be fired from. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing that. So now if you want that job fired, you're firing Chris Spielman. Yep. Good luck with that with the fan base. <laughs> and, and the other side, Tony, it does. It seems like they are embracing the organization for what it is. Because I think they were trying with with Quinn and Patricia, they were really, really trying to win. But in doing so, they were walking away from the history of the Lions. And there's something about Detroit and even I mean, as a city, but even fans of the Lions. Right. Look, mm -hmm. we know things aren't always the best. But we still have pride, right? There's a lot of pride in, in our city, in our teams, and whatever. We can make fun of ourselves, but don't you dare. Right? Don't right. you dare come across and do that. And I think that's what was lost in that that pride in ownership, pride in, in the organization itself. I agree. And look, I'll give Rod Wood credit for knowing that, for saying, hey, look, we messed up here. We didn't embrace the history here. Let's bring in somebody who does in a Chris Spielman. He could have done this search by himself with Sheila Fort Hamp and not brought in any extra help. But I love the fact that he said, look, I don't know. 
I'm not exactly sure what I know or don't know about this search. Let me bring in some guys to help. Let me bring in some other minds. Like Riz said, let me bring in some other points of view, some other opinions. And I think Rod Wood deserves credit, at least for that, for bringing in a Chris Spielman and bringing in this advisory board that he's brought in. Yeah, absolutely. It's very oh. smart. And they brought somebody in from the Fritz Pollard Alliance. So yep. th- that's that's a good representation. That's something that they needed to do. Um, they're they're clearly they're clearly taking minority candidates seriously if they're interviewing Rick Smith, if they're interviewing um, Lewis Riddick um, yep. and, and some others. Uh, and that's that's great. That's that's what that is designed for. And the fact that they're they don't need to be forced into that, yeah. I think, is really, really cool. They're not doing Agreed. it as a rule. They're doing it for the right. that's like exactly. the, the Sheldon White interview last time. It was obvious to even Sheldon White. Okay, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And he was the internal candidate they interviewed last time. He's, he's African-American and he had right. no chance. And he knew that when he interviewed. And that was very disappointing. I'm glad that they're taking it seriously. And, and I mean, Rick Smith is a fantastic candidate. Louis Riddick, not my choice, but is a very good candidate. Is a very worthwhile candidate for an interview. Um, and there's going to be some other ones too. You know, uh, there's a lot. I love the fact that they're opening it wide open. They're, they're, they're painting a broad swath here. They're not just limiting themselves to, to, you know, the, the one hot candidate there. There's a lot of good candidates out there this year and they appear to be kicking all those doors. And Rod Wood said something, um, that I thought was, was really interesting was that, they're they're not trying to do what other teams do. They're trying to be Detroit yeah. and and win as Detroit. They're not trying to emulate, you know, the Patriots or the the Ravens or the Seahawks or the Packers. They want to do it the Detroit way. I think that's a really good selling point for a GM. That's like, hey, I can come in and do my own thing. Right. Um, and yeah. and you know, uh, let's say Bob Quinn wanted to not be doing the Patriot way, sort of like Tom Dimitrov, um, who went to Atlanta and very much did his own thing. And right. it makes me crazy when I see people saying that he's a Patriot guy. Hell freaking no. <laughs> Open your eyes just a little bit, just a little bit. What he did in Atlanta is almost the complete opposite of what New England does. He prioritized wide receivers. He prioritized skill positions. He did not handle the cap all that well, which is a big concern with Tom Dimitrov. That's one of the big drawbacks for him. Thankfully, Mike Disner is staying on. Um, yes. He's part of the search committee as well, and he's a very well-respected guy. If the Lions let him go, he would be hired in a second somewhere else in the league. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That I I, I, just, I like the fact that they, they've they've realized the errors of their ways. The- you know, uh, it, it it makes sense, and I'm glad that Rod Wood has been out front and and acknowledged that he didn't do things right. He's not being right. defensive about it. He's right. being very matter of fact about it. Right. I think that's the right tone for them to take. Great. Well, one of the things that um this approach does right before it was like we want a winner and of course he knows who the winner is going to be and it's from that tree right. and you're gonna you're just like on a laser that's the way to do it but right. not just there but so many times the lions tend to kind of have gravitate towards something that worked a couple years ago and so we're we're five seven eight years late when the rest of the you know like <laughs> i'd expect man patricia roll out the the, the the rpo next year right i mean <laughs> I mean, Matt, Matt Patricia's right. trying really hard to win the 1986 NFC East. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it didn't work. So the idea here is now when you're management and you're looking for, for staff, instead of saying, I need to be the next New England Patriots, you say to your candidates, don't 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 tell me how you're going to be Bill Belichick. Tell me how you're right. going to be something different and something better. Sell me on your plan, not sell me on how you're going to implement my plan or what's working t- you know, today or yesterday. Right. And I, I really like that idea. That's how a guy like Sean McVay found his success so early. Right. Because right. it was different. That's how Harbaugh was successful. That and um, yes, the retired quarterback. Both, guy. both Harbaugh's actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Both yeah. Harbaugh's yeah. did their own thing. Yeah. And as much as you, you may not like him. Right. I'm, I'm not a super fan of, of, of Jim, although I have a Signed ball up there on the top of the thing from, from Mr. Harbaugh. Um, <laughs> the uh, it worked. It worked. It's not working it now, but it did it work did. in San Fran for a good while. And, He's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. <laughs> We're gonna have to jump off that bridge at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one off the bridge. Yell. He's not oh. a great college coach. Let's hope it's a sunshine bridge. Not yeah. hitting him. <laughs> Hitting that Come fishing on. pier that's still oh, out there. Man. You got to find wow. it. Open. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll move on. That's that's the talk with the GM. Um, good stuff. Really good progress. Like the way they're doing it this year. Um, having been through this before, <laughs> not not seemingly so long ago on the Bob Quinn turnaround. This is definitely a. a it's only a been five years. Yeah. And, yeah. and there is a, 
just from a media standpoint, and Tony, you can speak to this. There's a much different feel this time around than the last time. Last time it sort of felt, I don't want to say rushed, but it felt like they didn't have a plan um, internally. And this time it really, it really seems like Sheila knows what the hell she's doing. It seems like Rod knows what he is doing and what he's not going to be doing. And the fact that he turned it over to a guy like Chris Spielman, who a lot of people wanted to be the GM. Right. um, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, as a fan of the team, you really can't ask for a lot more. Agreed. They're doing the process right. The end result might not it might it might not work, but at least they're going about the process correctly. And I right. think that's that's a, that's a change from the last couple of regime changes. Like Martin Mayhew, I understood why they hired Martin Mayhew. I and I I was fine with it. Uh, he was he was a worthwhile candidate. He was going to get a GM job somewhere. Yep. It might as well be Detroit because he knows right. the players. He's helped pick all these guys. It didn't work out. I think we, at the time, made it a lot worse than it actually was. And I think I think a lot of Detroit fans look back differently on Martin Mayhew now than they did at the time. And uh, he's, he's, he's another candidate this year. I don't think he's coming back to Detroit. I don't think they're going to interview him. I don't think he wants to come back to Detroit, honestly. But he, he's going to get another GM shot, and I'm, I'm happy for him. And I wish, I wish that we could go back and, you know, at the end of that process, you know, sort of, Put the process that's in now because I think it would have been so much better because that that Lions team that Quinn took over. Remember, Patricia wasn't there right away. It was Quinn's team at first with, with Jim Caldwell. I really think right. that that a more savvy GM at that time that didn't want to try to to emulate what he did at another place could have really done a lot of good with that team. And uh, it's unfortunate. Hopefully now they get it right. Um, the team is not as good as it was then. That's that's a plain fact. The the record says it, and they are what their record says they are. To use a a, a Matt Patricia idol, Bill Parcells saying, and it's I, I'm I'm very happy with the direction that they're pointing. Is is, is the long and the short of it. I think the whole thing is look, whoever comes in next has to build on what's here before, which is not what Bob Quinn did, which is not what Matt Patricia Correct. did. They wanted to tear everything down and build it the way they wanted to. But, and ignore what had come before. And I think, go back to Tampa Bay, when they hired John Gruden to replace Tony Dungy. He didn't come in and tear everything down. John Gruden built on what was there before, and that was one major reason why they were a Super Bowl contender so quickly. I'm not saying that's going to happen for the Lions, but I'm saying the next GM and head coach shouldn't tear everything down that they have here. They can build on it, change some things, and start to move this franchise in the right direction. And Chris, the way I look at these GM interviews, it's like a political ad. Yeah. Political ads that I look at that interest me are the ones where the candidate doesn't say, give me 30 seconds to tell you why you shouldn't vote for this guy. Right. I want to see the ad who's who, uh, the person says, look, give me 30 seconds to tell you why I'm the right person for the job, not why he's the wrong person. Don't right. keep talking about the other guy. Yeah. Tell me what you're going to do differently. Tell me what you're going to do to help me out. And I think that's what you need to look at in the GM search. I am normally a guy that hates being sold to. But this, in this case, in a case exactly like this, that's what I want you to do. I want you to sell me on everything you got. Bring it and show me. And bring the data and everything else with it. Show me and sell me how you were going to make this a winning team. And that's we're not going to tell you. I, I I really really appreciate that. And then again, to go back to that that group of people that we have with Chris Spielman and Barry and um, even even Rod Wood in in his capacity, these are good people to bring to the interviews and, and good minds to have in the interviews. I, I really think that Matthew Stafford is going to be part of that process. I really do uh, on the head coach part, at least uh, I think he's going to be, he's going to be involved will, in that. We'll see about that. That's something we're not there to have that conversation yet. Um, we're, we're more worried about Matthew Stafford playing against Tennessee or not, uh, but that's, I, this is something that we're going to have to really dive into, especially right after the season, because I don't think we can make any, any definitive statement one way or the other until the GM and the head coach are in place, because uh, it was pretty clear from Rod Wood um, in what he said and what, what's been said sort of behind the scenes that it is definitely up to the new, new regime, whether Stafford stays or goes. And Oh, by the way, if Stafford wants to stay or wants to go, if there's a new regime, if he doesn't like the new regime, then that, that that's a different, that's a different, different, uh, (laughs) a different ball of wax there. Tony, how crazy am I? I, I think that if Matthew Stafford plays this Sunday, it's a mm-hmm. statement from him about wanting to be with and play for this team because he doesn't have to play this Sunday at all. He, there's no. no there's no reason. There's really no reason even for him to play. Right. But if he plays, he plays because he wants to. I mean, it, it, it really is because he could easily say too much pain, not going to do it. And nobody's going to question him. Nobody will question him. 
What do you think? Does it, you think there's something to that or is this just a uh, crazy talk? I think Matthew Stafford wants to shake the label. When he first came into the league, he was considered injury prone because he had those. I think Matthew Stafford's doing everything in his power to shake that label. And here's the other part of it, too. He wants to prove his leadership on this. He's a leader of this team. And he understands you don't ask people to do as a leader. You don't ask people to do what you aren't willing to do. If you want somebody to go out there and play hurt, you're going to have to go out there and play hurt yourself. I think Matthew Stafford is going to do everything in his power to play on Sunday. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's the guy who lines up under center because that's just the type of guy he's been. He's a tough guy who who is a leader on this team and wants to show how to lead on this team. And I think it wouldn't shock me, let me put it that way, if number nine is under center instead of Chase Daniel. I know a lot of people believe it's going to be Daniel. I think it's going to be Stafford. There you go. All right. Um, let's get into that. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Diamond CBD injury report brought to you by Diamond CBD. Uh, when you got pain, anxiety, or... or uh, Insomnia, which probably Matthew Stafford has. I have all those. <laughs> oh, Chris, I have all those, dude. <laughs> Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. They will hook you up with the magic that will take care of all of those things. There's two kinds. There's the normal oil, <laughs> and then there's the Delta 8 stuff. Anything with the Delta 8 stuff is the stuff that's going to make you feel a little bit a little bit something, something <laughs> that's normally associated with that stuff. The other stuff, it's and, and it's all legal. It's in fifty states. It's all legal. But if you do the non-Delta Eight lines, you'll you'll be able to operate heavy machinery. We'll put it that way. Uh, I got a thing here, a coupon code. Uh, use Lions coupon code every time. There's fifty five percent off right now. If you use the coupon code Gift D Eight, Gift D Eight. You get 65% off of all of the Delta 8 wow. stuff and wow. 60% off of everything else. So there you go, nice. guys. Gift D8 That's, if you're interested. What was that code again? Gift D8. Thanks, Riz. <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure I got that down. Yeah, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go do that. They hook us up uh, with a little bit of every sale. And it uh, helps the show out. But I, I tell you, as you guys know, we don't do this stuff or talk about this stuff unless we believe it and, and use it ourselves. And, and my, my mom, my mother-in-law, uh, myself, my wife, we, we all have, have used this in various ways and, and continue to use it because it's very efficacious. Um, we're not efficacious. I love it. Vocabulary expansion on the Detroit Lions podcast. Um, yeah, we just use it because it, it, it works. How about that? There you go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There you go. Okay, let's talk about the injury report. Riz, I know you have that pulled up. What are we looking at? We've got I do. a fully healthy team this week, don't we? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tony said Matthew Stafford starting. I think that was the only question. Uh, Matthew Stafford could very well start. He's questionable. Um, let's go with the guys that are out first, though. And you probably heard of these guys: Kenny Galladay out again, Tyrell Crosby out again, Deshaun Hand out again, Daryl Roberts was back. Now he's out again. Uh, that That's rough. So uh, we're, we're down four guys. Um, theoretically, all four of those guys are starters based on, I mean, Roberts would start probably because uh, Okuda is on IR and not coming back. And um, Roberts he had was looking cer- good in Green Bay. He was looking good. I mean, he, for a, he is a, he can tackle. Right. God, yes. God bless him. He can tackle. Look, you look real good on the Lions defense if you can tackle. I'll just tell you. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, well, uh, oh, he had a deflection. He, he, he actually played. He like, played fine. Yeah. He was fine. This, against, you know, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, he 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 played like a good number two, like a, a number two. Yes, he's he did. what four or five on the depth chart. I mean, yes, he is. He's he he played out of his shoes, and, and well, I he, got he deserves credit, credit for how yeah. well he played. He really yeah. does. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to crap on him. Yeah, okay, um, thank you. He's not OBJ. <laughs> Um, uh, so oh, we on the oh, oh god, sorry. I did. I, I was like, oh okay, I get it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Um, yeah. So uh, we got um, uh, questionable now. Matthew Stafford is questionable with rib and a right thumb injury. Remember, his thumb right. still hurts, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't seem to bother him in Green Bay, though. So that's something yeah. there's, or, or against Green Bay. Uh, Frank Rag now has a, <laughs> a fractured throat. I still I don't know how the hell that happens. I've never heard of that uh, before. <laughs> um, so I actually have heard of it before. Um, Ron Wolfley, if you ever listen to the Arizona Cardinals and their radio broadcast, mm-hmm. Ron Wolfley, mm-hmm. former NFL player, 
fractured his throat, and that's why he talks like he's like a werewolf. Um, that's that's the best way to describe it. Uh, and I hope that's not the case with Ragnar long term because it's Wolfley sounds terrible. <laughs> the fact that they put him on radio is baffling to me, but he's got a following anyways. And then uh, uh, John Penasini is also questionable with a shoulder. Um, we need Penasini in there because yeah. uh, he's he's the best penetrator on the team, and that's yeah. that's something that they need to do, um, especially against Derrick Henry. Yeah. So well, one one note: um, Tremaine Brock. They signed him to the practice squad. He will be elevated. Bank on it. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I wink, wink, nudge, nudge again. Um, <laughs> Tremaine Brock's going to be playing. He's a 32 year old corner. He, you probably remember him from starting on the the Jim Harbaugh Super Bowl team in San Francisco. Um, that was a very long time ago. It's going to be taken into context. On the 86, um, on the 86. He spent on the street. Um, uh, the Lions were the 11th team he tried out for this year. They, they finally signed him. That sort of tells you where you're at with, with the cornerback situation. Um, by the way, D Virgin no longer on the team. Um, he was out of practice squad elevations. You're only allowed two. Uh, they were out of that, and uh, they don't have any COVID issues, so we couldn't get elevated for that. So he is now gone. Um, I believe he's in Houston, I want to say. Uh, don't know that for sure, but so D-Virgin no longer on the team. That that actually does hurt the, the, the special teams because he's a very good gunner. Um, and then we have yeah. no injury designation, but they wound up on the injury list anyways. Adrian Peterson, Jason Cabinda, Austin Bryant, who actually he exists, Tony. <laughs> I, t- I, I, I tweeted. I at thought you about you. Yeah, I thought about you as soon as I saw him. I'm like, wait, he does exist. <laughs> he had the one and only QB pressure on yep. Aaron Rodgers last week. <laughs> one, one. <sighs> and then Tracy Walker and CJ Moore are both. Uh, they were both full practice the last two days. They'll, they'll be fine. Hey, the Tremaine Brock signing is kind of interesting because he played for the Tennessee Titans last year. He did. Interesting, yeah. Not yeah. well either. <laughs> no, no. But if there's anybody who can give you a little bit of insight into yeah. the Titans and that offense, although yeah. their offense is pretty basic, run Derrick Henry, run Derrick Henry, throw. You know. Yeah, play action to uh, either either Corey Davis or AJ Brown, whichever one of them is more open because they're both <laughs> open all the time. <laughs> they really are. They're they're a good team. Good. Well, maybe, they're, they're really good. Maybe Derek I watched Henry. them a couple weeks ago, and the Browns beat them, and and that was. It was remarkable the fact that the Browns were up 38 to 7 and still almost lost. I think that tells yeah. you a, a lot about the Titans and how good they are. You could find out info like Derek has a, a garlic allergy or something. So if you can just tackle him, eat a whole bunch of garlic the night before, tackle him once or twice, he'll be itching this whole, this whole second half on the sideline. You'll be good to go. I don't know. No, there's no, <laughs> that. He's, 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 he's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he's. Yeah. he's he is the exact type of back that, that the Lions are going to have a lot of trouble with because he's aggressive and blasting yep. through the hole. And if you're not in the hole, Jelani Tavai, Christian Jones, um, it, oh, God, the safety. Oh, God, the safeties. Our safeties suck so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not going to be a pretty game. <laughs> no. It, it's, all, it's kind of funny. It's the Adrian Peterson of the past and Adrian Peterson against the Adrian Peterson of now in Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry yeah. runs a hell of a lot like Adrian Peterson. He's got a shot at 2,000 yards. He's at 1532 yeah, with three games to go. Um, he's he's going to put up 170 this week, I'll guess. For context, our best wide receiver has less than 700. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. keys to the game because I think we are. These are the, the Amazon. <laughs> segue into that bad boy. <laughs> Amazon, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Amazon keys to the game. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Still have a chance to get all your gifts. And let's not forget about the New Year's celebration. You can start getting your, your decorations. Or There's an Amazon truck right outside at my neighbor's <laughs> house right now. Does it's it, right there. Does it say Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com on the side? It does not, but damn it, it should. Go get the spray paint, Riz. We'll, we will wait. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, keys to the game. Tony, is does it have anything to do with Derrick Henry? You know what? I would say it has, nothing, it has a lot to do with Derrick Henry, but I'm not using that as the key to the game. To me, a key to the game is going to be, can the Lions offensive line, which might be without Frank Ragnow, hold up against the Tennessee Titans defensive line that can get pressure on the quarterback but doesn't get a whole lot of sacks? I think if the Titans can actually get a little bit of pressure on either Matthew Stafford or Chase Daniel, whoever's back there, I still think it's going to be Stafford. But if they can get some pressure on on whoever the quarterback is, I think that's going to slow down the Lions offense and it's going to force the Lions into more of a running game, which I don't think they're very good at at this point. 
And also it's going to cut down on the number of opportunities they have to move the ball down the field. The last thing you want to do against the Titans and Riz, I hope you agree, is fall behind early. Because if you fall behind the Titans early, you are done. They will turn it over. You remember what Green Bay did last week as far as the 19-play drive? That's an average drive for the Tennessee Titans. They love to keep the ball 10, 12 plays, march it down the field with their running game. So the key is going to be to get off to a fast start and not let the Tennessee Titans defensive line pressure whoever the quarterback is going to be. Matthew Stafford. All right. Riz, what, what do you got? What do you got for keys? So um, just for context, the Titans are the worst team in the league at sacking the quarterback. They have the lowest sack rate in the league. Um, they are very, very disappointed in Harold Landry, a guy that, that a lot of Lions fans wanted. Remember, this they run the same defense that Matt Patricia runs. Mike, yeah. Mike Vrabel, they run the Romeo Cornell version of the Bill Parcells defense. It doesn't work in Tennessee either. <laughs> they are, their defense is bad, guys. It's bad. But where they're vulnerable is where the Lions can make a little bit of hay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough without Galladay out there. They're vulnerable to the deep pass down the sidelines because their corners are they, – they play a, a crap ton of man, and they're not good at it. Um, so it, there will be deep shots available to guys like Quintez Cephas, guys like Mohamed Sanu, who's going to play an increasing role. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. oh, by the way, if you, if you caught any of his press conference on Friday <laughs> – why the hell wasn't this guy here all year? Exactly. He's, he's phenomenal. Yep. He's great. And he, he's been he's been a really, really impressive player. Yep. Um, good for him for being a bright spot on an otherwise dismal team. Uh, they do actually cover the middle of the field pretty well, so it's not going to be a great Hawkinson game. It's not going to be a great Danny Amendola game. You beat them by floating the ball down the field over the top on the outsides. Um, and that's Stafford can do that very well. And if Stafford's in, as 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 Tony says, and I God, I hope so, they're gonna get some they're gonna get some hits there. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the problem for me is that they're not gonna be able to stop this offense because if they do load up to stop the run, Ryan Tannehill is playing really really good football. I think his numbers I don't have it right in front of me because I'm looking at Tony instead of the, my screen. Um, <laughs> is he has 28 touchdowns and five interceptions. <laughs> they have two wide receivers who are capable of getting 150 yards each against the Lions in Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Yep. A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL after the catch. He leads the league in yak average and yak total yards. That's not a fluke. He's really, really good at it. He's 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 really good, guys. He's, uh, <laughs> he would be so good in Detroit. Oh, yes, man. Um, and Corey Davis, who could be in Detroit next year, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's a free agent, and the Titans can't afford to keep him. They have salary cap issues. Uh, go get Corey Davis. New GM, get Corey Davis for me. Stat, please. <laughs> Dear New GM. He's played, he has played phenomenal for a guy who had his fifth-year option turned down. He, he realized that, hey, hey, man, this is my career on the line. He's yep. put up a great year. He could get 1,000 yards uh, on the season uh, very quickly. He's, he's played like the guy that we remember at Western Michigan who was the number five overall pick. They're they're really good. They also have a tight end that, that can do some damage. They actually hand the ball off to their tight end, which is a wrinkle that the Lions are absolutely not going to be able to handle. It's uh, um, so I was on a Titans podcast last night, and they're, they're good guys. Um, uh, Music City Miracles, if you check yeah, them out, we were we, we had guys. them on our show uh, two years ago, three. Years. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're good, good dudes. Good um, I'm not I'm not uh, saying about them. I love yeah. their podcast. I'm just saying that as a Buffalo Bills fan, Music City Miracle brings back a oh, lot of that. <laughs> yes, sorry. yes. I'm sorry. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, oh, man. we got. I got a story for you on that, Tony, because uh, okay. I, I lived with a, Buffalo, a guy from Buffalo at the time. Um, let's just say he didn't take it well. <laughs> I don't blame him. Look, I'm the, I'm the guy who once told Jim Schwartz that play was not right. It was illegal and got a right, seven-minute lecture. I know. And there. got a seven-minute lecture from Jim Schwartz about why I'm full of crap <laughs> oh to be a fly on that wall wow I don't yeah think he said so crap, tony i don't think you're yeah, probably not us. probably not <laughs> knowing knowing schwartz probably not oh it is oh, no 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 i think it's something else <laughs> for that, that that substance as well okay. yeah so so i predicted on that podcast that that henry and and Brown and Davis would all top 100 yards from scrimmage. Um, I don't see quite honestly any way that the Lions stop that. This defense is bad. They are a bad matchup for a team that practices against the same defense in practice every week. Keep that in mind. That's uh, that's not going to help the Lions mm-hmm. offense either because they know what's kind of coming against them. It's uh, 
so so when you do the schedule game at the beginning of the year and you go through and like, oh, this is a win, this is a loss. This was like one of two that I'm like, there no, there's no way in hell they're winning this game. I had this as an L in April or May or whenever that came out, and now this this is the easiest game to predict them to lose. Uh, in a very long time, a very long time. <laughs> so my my key to the game is try to come out of there with a moral victory, and it's going to be tough. But if you can just beat the spread, <laughs> which I'm going to use to segue us into the Vegas line on this stuff, the spread is it my, keeps moving. It's minus, <laughs> yeah, it minus eleven for Tennessee. Oh Who had looked just before this? Minus it was 11. 9.5 last night. I'm it opened sure. up at eight and a half. It was crazy. Now, now look, if you take the three because they're at home off of it, it's only a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And and <laughs> I'm not sure the Lions can cover the spread, to be to be honest with you. I, 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 the, the Tennessee can. I don't, I don't know that the Lions are going to lose by less than 11. Um, if they can do that, that is going to be a moral victory because – with Matthew Stafford injured, in there or not, right? Ribs, throwing a football with ribs the way his were. And if you heard the stories about how he was in tears at the beginning of the week, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's, he, he's going to th- throw long balls to beat him. That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Uh, I just, and, and Chase Daniel throwing long balls to beat anybody. <laughs> Chase just, Daniel cannot physically throw the football 40 yards. Yeah. He can't. I've seen it. Yeah. He cannot do it. I, and, and the thing is, <laughs> the strategy has to be the same as I, I said for, for Green Bay. You can't go three and out. You have to score. No. You have to score on almost every possession. And I just don't see us being able. You know, if, if we had come out of the uh, the Green Bay game with a healthy Matthew Stafford, I'd feel a heck of a lot better about this game. Agreed. I just do not yeah. see him being able to wing the ball and beat them in the way we need to beat this team. So Vegas has us at minus 11. The money line is crazy. Lions plus 560. Titans minus 714. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen anything like that before. I I, I don't remember. You got to bet 750 to win 100. That's yeah. crazy. It's insane. <laughs> That's money laundering territory right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we don't know about that. You know, you know, Riz, you just might have found out how the Lions have a chance. <laughs> uh, over under fifty two and a half. Um, this is tough. I I would normally say the over on something like that, but without Stafford, I just don't see us putting the points up to to have a chance in this game, much less win it, much less crack the over on this. How about you, Tony? Where do you think on the over under? You know what? I'd go with the over, believe it or not, because I still think, again, I think Stafford's going to play, and I think they're going to be able to put a points on the Tennessee Titans defense. I would go slightly over, maybe 54-55. Okay. Okay. Riz? If, if Stafford plays, I like the over. If he doesn't, I like the under, because I don't think that the Lions hit double digits with Chase Daniels. As their, Chase Dan- I said it, Dan- 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 Chase Daniel. Daniel, it's not plural. There's only one right. of them. You just he sucks. <laughs> There's only one of him. Chase Daniel. He, he is the worst backup quarterback. Uh, he's not the worst backup no, he's quarterback. Not. He's in the bottom five. Um, value for money? What he can provide oh. for what you're paying? He's the worst. Uh, probably. <laughs> he's certainly down. He can see the bottom if he's not there. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. Colt McCoy on line two for you. Oh. <laughs> well, so we'll see. That's, so that, that will be the, the Sunday night game that you get to watch because uh, he's, he's going to go against the Browns. Colt That's going to be fun. On line two. <laughs> hey, guys. He, makes, he, he actually makes an obscene amount of money, too. So I, I, I'm not. Not opposed to that. Tony's got some break in. T- by the tell. way, tennis, Tennessee's backup quarterback is pretty crappy, too. Wait. That seems to be a Patriot way thing. Houston's quarter, backup quarterback situation, god awful. I they have AJ McCarron. It, it, it's like it's a Patriot way thing. All the people who are descendants of Belichick, they, they tend to have crappy backup Riz, quarterbacks. T- Tony's got some breaking news. I can see right. in his eyes. Hit me, Tony. <laughs> yeah, Ian Rappaport, thanks to my son, just brought this in. The Lions <laughs> have downgraded Frank Ragnow to out, so he <sighs> does end up missing the game on Sunday. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. You rule, Thanks, man. Jordan. Merry Christmas. That means that means Joe Dahl will be in. Now here's something to watch: Will Logan Stenberg be active or not? Ooh. He's been a healthy scratch. He's your fourth round pick, and he can't get on the field over Ode freaking Abushi. He's been inactive. He was allegedly being cross trained at center. He would theoretically be your backup center if he's inactive this week. <laughs> that pick looks yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. 
yeah. it looked bad at the time. And as you know, Chris, I didn't like it at the time. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to be right there, but but hit the Tommy Lee boat horn, baby, because <laughs> can reach it from here. Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. That's it's it's absolutely crazy, and um, I just you know, Riz, we did that episode where we went through the draft. And oh. and saw how Bob Quinn actually performed, and it was far worse than we had really even realized up until that point. When we did the analysis, what well, we came up with like a thirty three percent hit rate, and that's what's being really generous with this year's draft, right? You haven't had time to really yeah. evaluate it. I mean, you're talking twenty twenty five percent hit rate. I don't know what happened. I don't know what in the heck happened. But five years for a GM is a pretty short tenure, and it was still too long for Bob Quinn. It, it was it was it was long. not pretty. Yeah. Um. Can I can I give him one bone though? Yeah. Um, everybody was dogging the Lions for getting rid of Travis Fulgham when he went off on those yeah. three games. Their last four that uh, let me find the stat. In their last four games, he has three targets, zero catches. <laughs> so that 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 ship has done sailed too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to get to the final outcome here. Uh, before I do, I got to talk about the final outcome of something else. Well, it's not quite final, but we're almost there. The St. Jude. Charity fundraiser. We've been really kicking it. Um, started November 6th. We wrap it up. The, the, the auction closed this morning. Uh, at the auction, we got $1,267.65 more raised for St. Jude. Wait. And just for everyone out there, just so you know, I'm going to double that amount. So we'll be up at $2,500 for the auction this year. Add that to the eighteen six sixty nine sixty nine that we've got right now. Takes us to twenty people. Twenty one thousand two hundred four dollars for St. Jude. That's that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. You guys are the best. Thank you. You got some time in here if you want. Um, the way to sneak some money in there if you want to help St. Jude. Get your tax deduction. Year's almost over. You got to get those snuck in right now. Head on stjude.org slash DLP. You can do your donation there. Get your receipt and uh, help. You know, we had a twenty five thousand dollar goal but this is this is crazy to get to 21 too so thank you everybody who took part we really really appreciate it you guys are the best yes, they do and and by the way for for a cross detroit sports promotion Dwayne casey is very active in st jude fundraising the, the yes. pistons coach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it, it's a very big deal for him he has a personal story for it if you ever check out st jude.com or st st jude st jude.org easy for me to say he has a very nice story on there so if you're a pistons fan you probably want to check that out we were going to have him on on the 24-hour show but uh he had just done one and it was like like the day before two days before and we were just a little late getting him signed up and he was a little exhausted so we didn't get him we'll have we'll have him on again at one point in the future because pistons are fun this year by the way i've watched their preseason games last night last night against uh washington that was that was fun that was good that was good. That was and thank you guys both for your involvement in that. You guys were awesome um, with everything. Tony, you were so great and so gracious. I mean, this it was awesome. I, I felt, I felt, I, I wanted, you know, I want to, I want to get in front and, and protect you because, because Brandstatter and and uh, and Miller were really giving you a hard time, man. But you, you were just so great, and there were great stories. Loved, loved it. It's one of the best interviews we've had. You three were just spectacular. It was great. In my defense, I'm used to it for Miller and Brandstatter, so I was all set to go. I was ready. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, if you guys want to check that out, that is on the uh, on the DLP Clips playlist at Detroit Lions Podcast. Or YouTube.com slash Toy Lines Podcast. Okay. Final game outcome. I'm going to pass the mic to you, Tony. We've been, <laughs> he's got breaking news and we won't shut up. He's like, hey, guys, uh, I still yeah. got, I still got a matchup. Uh, <laughs> fire up your prediction you know, for the game, Tony. You know what? I'm going to cheat because Jeff said something earlier and it made me think about my prediction. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to give you two predictions. Ooh. Ooh. Matthew Stafford plays. Tennessee wins this game. 31-24. I think they keep it close. And I believe it or not, that 11 points, I might take the Lions with the 11. If Matthew Stafford plays, if it turns out to be Chase Daniel, I'm going to go Titans 34-14. Okay. Okay. No offense to Chase Daniel. I just don't think he can push the ball yeah, down the field like Matthew Stafford. Matthew either. Stafford. Yeah, for sure. Riz? Uh, so I will I will refer to my real GM football meteorology column, which published yesterday, um, and I got last night's game wrong. Although I did get the spread right because I picked the Chargers to cover, and they did. Herbert's um, great. God, that was a kid. crazy game, by the way. That was that was something else. And uh, I, hope, I hope you all paid attention to Marcus Mariota because if 
If Stafford happens to move on, Mariota happens to be available, and he happens to be a pretty good option as a bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just saying, yeah. something to file away there. Not not saying, just saying. But, but um, I, I, Cyrus, I got to jump in. That's the thing that people don't realize. They're trying to say, "Oh, we'll trade Stafford and get value for him." And you, mm-hmm. don't, you know, what's coming next after Matthew Stafford is not going to be half of Matthew Stafford. I'm just I'm just Correct. telling you right now, and probably not. Most folks, I think, that listen. Haven't weren't sentient about the Lions prior to Matthew Stafford and don't know the pain when Scott Mitchell was your your record holder for most records for the organization before Matthew Stafford got here. You've got to recognize just how bad your quarterback situation has been for decades since Mike McMahon freaking started. How does that happen? So Chuck did Jeff Long Garcia. Maybe. Chuck Long. Chuck Long. He was the future. Chuck, Chuck Long. Andre was so, the so, obvious one, right? So I am, not, I am not quite old enough to remember Chuck Long and, and his ins and outs with the Lions, but I remember watching him at Iowa. I saw him at Ohio State play Iowa on um, the, the Keith Byers game where Keith Byers ran out of his shoe. I was at that game. Um, really, really cool sports moment for me. But I thought, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. And the Lions got him. And I was like, I think I was 12 at the time. Like, yeah, man. Hell yeah. This is great. What would have happened with him? Why was it? Why did he suck? We asked that question for decades of so many players. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it because in college he was phenom- He was phenomenal in college. He was like. He was like Trevor Lawrence of his time without Andre, the hair. Andre, where's the same story? He was the Joey guy. Harrington. Yeah, Joey Harrington's the same story. Oh my God! And it's Joey. Joey enough. never had mental toughness, and anybody who was at Oregon would have told you that at the time. That was. That was, and that was right at the very beginning of when I started to get into the NFL draft, and and I, I started to make connections. And one of the people that I knew was an Oregon beat writer. He's like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Have you ever seen his TED talk by chance? Yes, it's it's really moving, it's, right? It's it's really worth moving. watching, but it goes directly <laughs> to your point about that mental toughness. That's how he got there. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's exactly and it, and the Lions sort of took that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, yeah. no, absolute. I mean, you, you feel for the guy absolutely if you see that TED yeah. talk, but he just wasn't built for that. Go ahead, Tio. Harrington was the one guy, and I hate to admit this. Well, I don't hate to admit it, but you know how you get one player that everybody else hates, but you actually like the player. Because yeah, yeah. they personally are good people, and you can see that they're good people. Yeah, For me, that yeah. was Joey Harrington. Everybody in the world seemed to hate Joey Harrington, but I like the guy because personally, he was great to me. I, I, he's, a, he's a very good human being. Off the field, on the field, <laughs> yeah. he was nothing but great to me, and I will defend Joey Harrington to this day as far as being a good person. Maybe not a good quarterback, but a good person? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I'll be able to say that out loud in about 10 years about Matt Patricia. But <laughs> as uh, a person, see, when you get when away from it all, I think he really is a good guy. He just yeah. he just wasn't the right guy for the Lions. My guy like that, Bobby Carpenter, an Ohio State yep. linebacker. This is wearing an Ohio State jersey. And I'm, I'm as, a, as a mea culpa, I'm on the radio. He's on the radio in Columbus, Ohio. I do a spot yep. with him every Monday on his show. He's really good. I thought he was going to be outstanding in the NFL it didn't work for him. He's still a great dude, and I've, I've become friends with him behind the scenes. It's great, but man, it, he's like like whenever anybody asks about my my biggest draft miss, Bobby Carpenter is is way the hell up there. <laughs> and I love I love the guy. I loved him at Ohio State, and I love him now. But uh, God, it really didn't work in Dallas or Detroit. <laughs> my biggest draft hit was don't pick Eric Ebron. <laughs> Anyway, could have been worse. It could have been Justin Gilbert. I would Martin Mayhew. Gilbert. I have it on record. Martin Mayhew wanted Justin Gilbert. The Browns traded up and took him, and he was out of the league in a year and a half. That would have been a lot less painful. I'm, I'm oh, going to tell you right now. I don't know about that. Than the Eric Ebron tenure, and, and then the ongoing drama, right? I, I, when the Oklahoma been. State coach is telling people at the com, I don't draft this guy. He's a putz. And you draft him in the top 10. <laughs> Maybe you have a problem with your organization, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that actually happened. I mean, by the when, way. You, when you when you throw your recruiting to the wind by saying you're, <laughs> everybody associated with Oklahoma State is like this guy does not like playing football. He's out there to get money. Don't draft him. <laughs> there go the Browns trading up to get him. Martin Mayhew wanted him though. They, the, the Browns' ineptitude saved him. Thankfully, <laughs> at least Ebron's first line of the scouting. He's a starting caliber. He's he's not bad. His his numbers aren't yeah. terrible. He drops too many passes, as do all people in Pittsburgh. But he's he's still playing. He's still he's he's, he's a playing. starting tight end on a team that's going to get a playoff, not top two seed. So uh, yeah, because of his blocking. All right. So uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
substitution. When the first line of the scouting report is he's a putz, you might want to stay away from him. I'm just saying. No, no. Mike Gundy awesome. pulls no punches, baby. That's awesome. It's <laughs> somebody saying, you know, I feel like I'm going to swing for the fences on this one. <laughs> he may be a putz, but I think there's something there. Okay. <laughs> That's a guy. So to go into the GM talk for a second. That's the kind of guy John Dorsey is going to draft. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now because he did it in Cleveland with with Antonio Callaway, yep. who showed up in Cleveland on his first day there in a rental car and got busted with weed in that car <laughs> in a traffic stop for going 77 and a 25 to get to practice <laughs> on time because he was he late. stopped for weed. <laughs> that's the John Dorsey. That's the kind of character that John Dorsey is going. He doesn't give a shit. He, he, he will bring that into your team. That's why. I, that's one of the many reasons why I don't want John Dorsey to get anywhere near this job. Wow. Riz has got a big voice, but he's got a little small head in his video. <laughs> oh, <amazing>. my God. <laughs> I made it. What the hell happened here? There. Oh. What's going on here? I need another beer. <laughs> one French toast bastard ain't enough. <laughs> his face is matching that Ohio State jersey now. <laughs> Somebody. God, I, I love a long doing this week, show with man. you guys. My God, you guys are the absolute best. I always I feel so great. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't think the Lions are going to cover. I, I don't think Matthew Stafford, if he plays, is going to be able to play a whole game. I, and that's my worry. I hope he can. If he does, it's going to say so much about his toughness and commitment to the team. I don't think he has to commit to the team. I don't think he has to prove the the injury des- um, tag that he's kind of that he, he's carrying. I think he could take the rest of the season off and. Tell the team he wants to be out. He wants to go somewhere else. He could wind up somewhere else and 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 perform fine. I think every the ball's in his court and everything's in his favor if he wants it. Um, I just I think if he shows up and, and he plays and he plays that whole game, that's that's the statement you need from from Matthew Stafford. I just don't think he's going to be able to, you know, a rib injury and the motion of throwing are two of the you know his thumb worries me less than his ribs. Yeah, throwing I agree. the ball. You know what I mean? I, I just I just oh. And I hate that because you guys know. And you I know he's going to get hit too. Yeah, and, and every hit's going to be. I mean, they put the flak jacket on. Sure, but that, that, that ain't going to help. No, yeah, it just yeah. spreads it around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, diffuse um, the pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, oh. I the, whether they cover, that's what I hope for. Moral victory. I'm a guy. You know, I love this team. You know, I I want the best for them, but I just don't see it this week yeah. and uh so there we go we'll we'll leave it let me there. give a, I, I did not give my my score no. prediction i have oh, titans 37 lions nine if chase daniel plays add 14 to the lions score if stafford plays he's worth two touchdowns to me there you go yeah i had that's still not covering by the way that's that's 37 to 23 <laughs> and that's right. as that's as close as i can possibly envision it honestly yeah. tennessee there, th- this is a very good football team. This is a team that's going to win a playoff game or two again. Yep, they're they're good. And I don't want to with with you know just the, that's who we're playing. It's the type of team we're playing. If you look at how the team played last week and how they you know they reacted well in in the first game against the the Bears, I think they played really really well. I mean, this group of people after the season they've had. How they lined up and how they played the Green Bay Packers, I think they did a, a really tremendous job out there. It was within a, a, a touchdown. Stafford was injured. I mean, you, you think about the Marvin Jones catch. You think about yeah. Stafford not playing. It could have been a completely different outcome to that game. This team played way out of their shoes, way better than anyone would have expected from this Lions team. There's a lot to be said about Daryl Bevel and his ability to get these guys. You know, there's the bounce back factor. There's the... This is so much better than it used to be. We want to really give it all for this guy kind of a thing. But they played well for this, for who they are. They played really, really well against Green Bay. They didn't get the the, the 50 burger that so many people thought they were going to see. So give them credit for where it's due. All right, boys. You guys have anything else you want to say? I got nothing. Oh, no, no, I'm done. Merry Christmas. I smell tacos in the other the room. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I want to thank you both for, for everything this season. We're not going to do a pregame or a game. Oh, no, we are going to do a game preview on the on the uh, Bucks game. We're not doing a post-game show because I'm going to be out of time. Right. But uh, yeah. So we'll do that. That'll be right before Christmas. So I can wish you guys a Merry Christmas then. But I want to thank yeah. you both for everything this season so far. It's been great. You guys have been spectacular. And I, I come out of here. The endorphins are firing. I'm, I'm laughing so hard with you guys. What a, you guys are the best, man. I love doing this with you. All right. With that, we're going to 
shut the show down for the the day. We'll see you on the post game show this Sunday after whatever happens in Tennessee happens. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there, get access to the Slack. Also check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. Check us out. We're hanging out with Tony and Riz and all the cool kids. If they'll have us once in a while, but you'll be able to see Jeff Risden with no, pants that's right see tony's getting he's like you know what i might inch these down a little he's he's, he's getting into this a little bit <laughs> he's getting on board pants free podcast it's the only way to fly uh give us a call via skype detroit lions podcast all one word a call us in the lions line 929-33 lions it's 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to detroit lions podcast.com subscribe to the podcast so we can Show up in your ears automatically. <laughs> Sorry, just a little reminiscing there, Tom. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.